Well, hi, everybody. I'm Rick Dancer. And oh, my God, do I have a good show for you tonight? Now, I know I say that quite a bit because I think that everything we do has value and is good. But no, I mean, this is a good story. So I have a friend named Chris and met him on Facebook, actually. Um, and then one time he asked me, you guys want to go hiking and stuff? And I said, well, you know, just as long as you're not an Axperger. And he said, well, I, I've never done that before. And I said, OK, so we'll go. So my wife and me and a friend of hers and then Tim, who works with me, uh, we all four went with him up to the top of this peak. And it was like, just a, it's a great got stuck in the snow. It was super, super fun. But anyway, so Chris is a really good dude, but has kind of a, a, a tough past. I'm like a lot of people. Um, but um, and recently found something out, but I don't want to sit here and tell you the whole story. So you have to stick around. Um, our sponsors tonight, Buck Sanitary Service. Um, I realize when you got to go, you got to go and you're not going to wait for a bucks. But if you're having a party or an event, um, you know, give them a call because you want to sponsor or support our sponsors because you like our content. And that's how we make a living. And that's how they get con. Yeah, see what I mean? It's all kind of you pat mine, I pat yours. That's how it works. Um, we also have Chris Daniel Family Dentistry where Everyone is welcome, despite your vaccination status. It doesn't matter. He wants to make sure you're taken care of. And right now is the time to get in for your appointments because November, October, November is when it gets really, really busy. So if you can get in in September and get booked, um, that's a really good time to get in right as school starting. And another sponsor is New Leaf Hyperbarics and Wellness Center, Matt McCarl. Um, if you guys haven't done new hyperbarics yet, oh, you got to try it. It's the best. And he also does light therapy. And I know that sounds, you know, very Eugene, but it, I've done it and I'm a believer. I mean, you can, he has red lights, blue lights, green lights, you lay in there and they, they, it, it relaxes you. It does whatever you go in and say, I need, like I, I do recovery for my workout, man. I come out of 20 minutes of that thing and I am ready to go. It is awesome. So they're another sponsor. So let's just kind of get into the show and find out what's going on and what's this big surprise I got for you. I don't know why I like that so much, but it just sounds, it looks so tough. Don't you think, Chris, it looks cool? Looks good. Looks good. Hey, Rick, first off, where where's the closest place I can go get that light therapy? Um, it's New Leaf Hyperbarics in Eugene. So it's at the, you know, the Darth Vader buildings out by Valley River Center. I'll try to avoid Eugene, but I'm sure I can find it. Okay. Well, yeah, you, you'll come just for Matt and that. I would. I would. I'm interested. I might have to no, check that out. I'll tell you, it is. Um, and he even has units now. You know, you crawl in. Some people get claustrophobic. Yeah. But they're really actually pretty big. And then he has a unit that's big enough that you can get like a wheelchair and another person in for people with different abilities. So okay. it's, it's pretty awesome. So anyway, Chris, introduce yourself. Hey, everybody. My name is Chris Rowe. Uh, like Rick was saying, we kind of met through Facebook. I don't even know what the conversation was something about hiking and uh, people. And it was beginning of the pandemic chaos and all that. And we were both pretty fed up with everything and uh, restrictions. And I said, let's get out of here, basically. And he came up with Kathy and some friends and took him on a little place, uh, one of my favorite places. And we got out and spent some quality time with people without wearing masks out in the woods and Enjoyed a beautiful day together. And I was sworn to secrecy that I could not tell the spot. Um, so, you know, and, and since I didn't know if he really was an axe murderer, but I really did ask you that, didn't I? So, you did. You did. <laughs> I want to make sure you're not an axe murderer. And then my friends, people in town are going, you're going off hiking with some dude all, and you don't know anything about this guy. And I'm going, you know what? I have this intuition about people and it's yeah. usually pretty good. And the, the first time that it's not, 
I'll end up in a casket. But hey, you know, until then, I'm here. I'm going to keep doing what I do. Yeah. Okay. The other day, though, you and I are having a conversation or I read something on Facebook and I'm going, WTF? Pretty there much. is no way. So Pretty tell much. people, just tell them what happened, kind of, you know, the, the good part. And then we'll go back in your history a little bit, too. Yeah. There, I mean, there's a there's a lot of the history, a lot of it. I uh, consciously and subconsciously probably buried a lot of it because at some point it didn't matter to me anymore. But um, uh, I have to give at least a little bit of the backstory. I never knew my dad. Never knew who my dad was growing up. My daughter recently did a 23andMe plug uh, out there and uh, got back to me and said, hey, dad, I did this. I got my results back, but there's a lot of inconclusive stuff. Can you do one, too? And I had decided, or I hadn't decided, I guess I had kind of figured at one point, it doesn't really matter to me. I've made my own life and the past doesn't really matter. I'm just going forward, whatever. So I told her I would, but I, I hadn't done it yet. Uh, my daughter got a message from somebody saying, hey, Savannah, I'm so-and-so. This is my dad's name. This is his parents' name. You know, how are you doing? And and my daughter sent me a screenshot of the message and hadn't replied to it. So I started doing a little homework and um, through Facebook and Google and all of those things and plug it in and started finding out some information. And one thing led to another. And I found the person that had sent the message to my daughter and kind of just reached out on Facebook and sent her a message, said, hey, by any chance, are you from Oregon? And uh, I might have some genealogy questions for you. Left it at that, just sent her, sent her the message. And the next morning, about six o'clock in the morning, I get a message back from her. She goes, yeah, I think you might be who I'm looking for. And uh, boy, let me tell you, the, the snowball started rolling fast and it got big and it had a lot of energy behind it. And um, lots, of, uh, lots of doors opened and things happened that I didn't ever expect would happen as far as feelings and emotions now you you because you had i mean and, and i think you and i you know we know each other well enough you're okay to talk about this but you had a pretty because you, you know you you ended up with someone i mean you had a biological father but then you thought another guy was your father and then you thought then your mom married another guy and then you took that name and i mean there were several people so you i mean in terms of a male figure in your life you didn't have shit not not, not much not much um so yeah, I never knew who my biological dad was. And I, I, was, I was aware that I never knew. There was never anybody that I thought was. Oh, okay. Um, and my mom had been married three different times. I had taken three different names. And at some point, you know, it's, it's I'm not looking for pity, but like two of them, two of them I never even met. One died before I was born, I believe. Uh, one I only met the day of the wedding. Another one I never even met. And I and then, and that was the third one. I had a name for somebody I never even met. This is all bullshit. So I picked my own name and just went back with my name on the birth certificate, even though I knew that wasn't my biological dad. I said I'll be the first one. Got to so start how, somewhere. So how did that affect you? Um. Well, at the time it was I'd kind of just decided I'll be the first and going forward. Um, you know, all family trees have to start somewhere. And, you know, this was before all the DNA testing out there and everything like that. And I just said, someday I'll have my kids and, and I'll be, they can start their tree with me. 
So you really transplanted your roots and said, yeah. I'm, I'm going to start fresh. And you did, Chris. I mean, one thing I yeah. think, you know, I know about you um, and you, you know, you're a good dad and you've got your kids and, you know, I mean, you've done things differently than were done to you, which is highly unusual. I've tried. I've tried. Well, I, I, I felt, felt handcuffed through a lot of it, but yeah. But a, a, good, a good friend of mine uh, growing up, well, young adulthood, he was kind of a father figure for me for several years. And he used an analogy after getting to know me for several years. He goes, Chris, it's like you've been blindfolded or blind your whole life. He goes, you've had to go through your whole life with your eyes closed, feeling your way around, trying to figure out what works and what is what doesn't work and, and trying to figure out what's right. You never had a model put before you to exemplify or to follow the path. He was, you had to find your own path blind. And that's not easy. I don't know. It's all I've known. So let me hang on to that thought. I'm yeah. going to run a couple of ads here, and then we're going to come back with some some more of this story. Hang yeah. Dancer here. Before the fall rush sets in, now is the time to get in to see the dentist. Oregon's best dentist, and still my dentist, is Dr. Michael Bratlin at Chris Dental in Eugene. Dr. Bratlin and his staff are second to none. You have a tooth you need crowned? Give them a call and they'll get you in ASAP. Remember, at Chris Dental, everyone is welcome. Vaccinated? All right. So, Chris, what's the next step? What happens now? So you you get this this information, you you go do your test, and then what do you find out? Well, um, the so the the lady that I reached out to and I we did we did the homework ourselves, and we had pretty conclusive data that that we figured out what was going on. I did do my test and, you know, waited the two, a little over two weeks before I got results. The results came back and it was just, it was conclusive. And, um, you know, it, it basically just confirmed everything that we already knew. So should we show you, let's, let's introduce your cohort, shall we? Let's, let's bring her on. I'd love to, I love to see her face every chance I get now. Okay. So you guys, this is Chris's sister that he never even knew he had Nikki. Ta-da. Hey, sis. <laughs> hey, bro. Hi, Rick. How you guys? Are not, is that I got goosebumps when I did that. Like, just knowing <laughs> you guys on there is how weird is this? Oh, Chris, not, he's already going to start that. Yeah, water, <laughs> I know the water wells. I think Chris has cried more in the last you know month or so than probably in his entire life combined. It's, I think I have be. too. <laughs> so, Nikki. Nikki, tell me on your end what, what what was going on. You you knew you figured out you had this brother. I've told my friends, my fiance, for so many years. I know I have a brother. I know I have a brother. It was just this feeling, and so I finally took the DNA test, and through his daughter, we found out that I have a brother. Um, it, it's been a dream come true. I've always wanted 
a sibling that wanted me and I have that and I'm never letting him go. <laughs> <laughs> so your dad is, um, tell, tell people about your father. So Nikki, you know a lot about your father. Yeah. yeah. Um, I can easily confidently say my father never knew. And if he had, there's no way that he would have allowed Chris to be in the situations that he was in. So our dad is just an incredible man. He's all about family, horses. He's huge in the horse industry in the Willamette Valley um, up until he had his stroke, which was a few years ago. Uh, and that's made communicating a little tougher, but Chris and Chris, yeah. you're not too bad. You met, I mean, you, I wish I had the picture. I don't, I, I forgot to get it from you, but you do look very, very similar to your father. Yeah, it was, it was uncanny. I mean, before I even spoke to Nikki, I kind of put two or two together. <laughs> when, when you met him, what did, what did you, what did you do? Tell people, you told me the story, tell the story about you when you met your father. Uh, I, I spoke with Nikki. I was on the phone with Nikki minutes before I went in to meet him. And, um, and I honestly didn't know how I would respond. I didn't even know if I'd be, I thought he might speak better than I did when I walked in the room. Um, but, uh, I was so curious and wanted to know so much. It almost overrode my own emotional feelings and just meeting him and speaking with him and communicating on the levels that we could and trying to, I mean, honestly, just really being focused on the words he was saying and what he was trying to say, and then translating the words he was saying into the ideas he was meaning to say, it, it took a lot of my, uh, it took a lot of focus, which was good. I think it, it distracted me enough to where I was focused on that instead of letting the emotions get to me. But uh, yeah, we, the first time we met, we probably chatted for an hour and a half and you know, it was, uh, it was just surreal. It was very surreal. Um, he was shocked. He was happy. Uh, everything I tried to explain to him, he, you know, he couldn't believe it, but in a good way, like he had grandkids. He hadn't had, he doesn't, he didn't never know he had grandkids and he always got four grandkids. And, uh, uh, last week I took Elisha, you've met Rick. I took Elisha over there and he got to meet one of his grandchildren and, and my son got to meet his grandpa for the first time. It's pretty neat stuff. So look at Nikki. She's like, I think I'm she's so happy. I know it's almost like you're happier than Chris. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's going to get me going now. I've, I'm not super close with a lot of my family. And so having Chris and now knowing that I have nieces and nephews, that's incredible. I've spoke to Elijah a few times now and I, I have to call him my favorite nephew because I haven't met the other one yet. <laughs> well, I feel sorry for the world. Oh, they're going to be so spoiled at Christmas time. Oh my gosh. Okay. Stop the presents. We need to have some <laughs> here, you know? So, so Chris, what does this do in terms of the, your dad issues? You know what I mean? And I mean, cause it's always, I know you say you shut that down, 
before this, but, but that's always been an obstacle going up to that point. Right. Yeah. Um, it hasn't, it hasn't. I mean, when, you know, when we, when we come across problems and you don't know anything else, it just is what it is. Um, I'm, you can't go backwards. Uh, and, and that's what I told my dad when I talked to him. I said, it doesn't matter. The time we lost doesn't matter. The time, you know, the fact that you had a stroke and things are difficult now, it doesn't matter. We're here right now and we can go forward. So what are we going to do about it now? And I can tell you really mean that. It's like this is such a big deal for you that it doesn't. I mean, it's none of that guilt or like, oh, gosh, how come mom didn't tell me? And that you doesn't, know, yeah. It, doesn't do anybody any good. There's nothing positive that, about anything that bad happened in the past. You learn from it and you remember, but you don't dwell on it. So, Nikki, when you talk to Chris and stuff like that, are there mannerisms of your father that, since you've known him longer, that come out that you kind of go, oh, my gosh, that's my dad. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there's so many. The weirdest thing about communicating with Chris is there's really nothing weird about it. It's like yeah. we've known each other for so long. <laughs> oh, yeah, I told you I told you that the other day, Rick. I said one thing I hope that comes up. I wanted I want to make it clear <laughs> how it was just like instant. It's like, oh, that's my sister. This is what a sister's like. Yeah, I, I believe it because it's different. It was an instant bond. And and you're an only child. I mean you were well, you thought you were an only child, right, Chris? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what's not that? your <laughs> yeah, you're in so much trouble. <laughs> I can tell from me, Nikki. Oh, you got a sister. You know, you know, how, you know Chris, you're older, I'm going to assume. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Um, just, yeah. You're <laughs> um, that, was a, that was a chair pretty question. Okay. Yeah. Um, but, you know, big brothers are kind of can be, I've got, I've got two younger sisters and you, you can get pretty protective. I think, um, you know, bit. So I hope the fiance understands that if there's another man in your life. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he's so excited to have her brother-in-law. So when you go back, I was talking to Chris about this the other day, Nikki. Can you imagine all the people, um, you know, the little one night stands, the things that all of a sudden families are kind of going, oh, there's a new reality here, <laughs> you yeah. know? Yeah. yeah, I think that some people need time to adjust to it and other people are ready and wanting to find that. And Chris and I were both at the point where we were ready and very much wanting to find that. Yeah. So Nikki, for you, what was that? Why? I mean, you have step siblings. I don't know your family. Chris gave me just a little bit, yeah. but um, it sounds kind of like some of my family. <laughs> we're, yes. we're, we're related, but not really communicating. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we do have another half sibling, but they're just not at a point in their life where they necessarily want to communicate with us. And that's okay. That's their choice. So what is that for you? Why did you, why did you, I mean, you, cause you kind of spearheaded this whole thing. So you're pushing, you're digging cause you're going, there's somebody out there. What was that? My, my sister's a firecracker. <laughs> Um, the motivation behind it yeah. was just wanting family. I don't have a whole lot of family that I'm close to. And 
having a sibling is such an incredible blessing for me. I just, when I saw my niece pop up, it said she may be a first cousin once removed or something like that. But the percentages were so high of relation that I just, it's like, this has to be, this has to be my half brother. And he is, it was just exciting. So the DNA, DNA testing is like um, that for some people, I'm sure it opens a can of worms. Um, but for you guys, it really um, was the bond you were desperately needing. Yeah. I didn't even know it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We talk on Messenger every day. We keep up with each other. What was really interesting is we found that we have some of the same hobbies. For years, we've had some of the same hobbies. And one of the things we both absolutely love is cars, muscle cars and working on them. So that's something that's been really fun to share and bond over. Yeah. Okay, hold that thought for a second. <laughs> one more ad I wanna bring from Matt um, and New, New Leaf where um, your brother's gonna get into this tube that's right behind <laughs> the this. Okay. Hello everybody, Matt McCarl with New Leaf Hyperbarics and Wellness. And we're gonna talk a little bit about hyperbarics and why. So hyperbarics, and the easiest way to think about hyperbarics is oxygen therapy under pressure. So you're breathing oxygen from one of our concentrators, and then you're in this nice vessel right here. It's a rather large, room enough for two grown adults, actually, once it's fully inflated. In here, you're 10 feet below sea level, which allows us to put four times the amount of oxygen in your body. And since oxygen is a natural anti-inflammatory, detoxifier, immune booster, stem cell producer, collagen producer, and it does all these amazing things for us, we just normally use every bit of it on a daily basis just for our body to function. In the chamber, since we're putting four times the amount of oxygen in your body, that anti-inflammatory effect is equivalent to taking 40 Motrin or 12,000 milligrams of ibuprofen. If you would like to know more, look us up online at newleafugene.com or find us on Facebook or give us a call, 541-636-3278. Okay, and Chris, I'll give you a warning too. Matt swears that it makes his hair grow, but he continues to shave it because he wants to be like that. Because every time I do this, I laugh with him when I'm going, Matt, I don't see any stubble on your head. He's going, Rick, I'm telling you, it makes your, it, that hyperbarics is making my hair grow too. So, you know, who knows? You may end up with a head of hair like me after you go do that. Oh. I, I, I could never, I could never pull it off the way you can, Rick. <laughs> hey, it's just hair products. So, so Nikki, what now what's the future look like? So when are you getting married? In the second, I'm here in Maryland. We're going to kind of elope at our house. And then we're planning on coming to Oregon to meet Chris uh, later on in the month. So you guys have never met in person then. Not yet. I'm quite a bit, that, but not that, in person. <laughs> oh, that's going to be crazy, isn't it? It's going to be like the never ending hug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can you guys, um, just in terms of reflectiveness, can you stop smiling as much? All I see is teeth and like reflections of white. Um, nope. I feel like I'm, I feel like no. I'm in heaven. <laughs> it's impossible. So Chris, what do you say to your kids? What do you tell, what do you, um, how are they? Um, Elisha, who lives with me, um, you know, he's kind of been up to speed on it. And then Savannah, who 
Nikki had originally made contact, um, you know, she's up to speed. And I talked to Gloria and, and my other son about it. And um, they're excited, but they're kind of a little standoffish just because they're, they haven't been in communication as much. Uh, whereas Elisha's actually, you know, video right. chatted with Nikki and everything. And, and it's a little more real for him and he's excited. And when's she coming out, you know? <laughs> Well, and, and two, it's it is um, it's your journey. It's not theirs. Um, yeah, I mean, and, it is to some extent. Like Elisha got to meet his grandpa. That was right. pretty cool, you know. And cool for your for your father to get to meet his grandkids because he, you know, Nikki's still in the uh, engagement stage here, so there's yeah. no children there yet, and so um, that kind of fulfills something for him. Yeah. Um, do you feel like sometimes that you ever wake up in the morning, both of you, and you kind of go, this is, am I, am I in a Disney movie? Yeah. <laughs> the, the first two weeks probably felt like a dream. Like every, every day it was like, is this real? Am I, am I dreaming? I, I mean, I don't want to wake up because I like this and I can't wait to learn more. Yeah, it, for me, it was just all joy. I had no real trauma to process. And so I knew it was going to be harder on Chris to go through the emotions. And so Michael was just making this the easiest transition, the easiest meeting for him as it possibly could be. So Chris, your dad's had a stroke, so he, it's harder for him to communicate. Is it what? Is, what is something you really want to tell him that you that I mean? What have you said everything to him about the beginning, or what? What other questions do you still have? That, I mean, is are there things as does that little ten year old boy have questions for his dad? Um. Yeah, I mean, there's there's things that I'm sad about, but. You know, like I said, you can't go back. I mean, it would have been cool to, I mean, he ran in, in high school, he ran track at high school. I would have loved it if he had been there to watch me run in high school, you know, and then I would have been there to watch Nikki run in high school, you know, things that were passed down from our father to both of us, different skill sets that we each have that we got from our dad, things like that. It would have been cool. You know, it would have been, it would have been cool to, to go fishing with my dad. You know, some of those things I don't get a chance to do now. You know, I don't get, I don't get to, I don't get to go horseback trail riding with him through the woods anymore. You know, those things would have been cool, but you know, I can still learn about him. I can, I, he still has things to give. It's just hard for him to process the, to be able to communicate. I mean, I know this happens to a lot of people, but not in the same way. And so you guys are kind of in this really rare club. Um, and it's new because DNA testing isn't, you know, relatively new, but at, at least to be used this way where people are finding their, you know, lost or forgotten or not known about families. What would Chris, is there, <laughs> and this may be weird, I don't know, but what would you love to say to your mom? What would I love to say to my mom? Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't even think we touched, we touched on this earlier, but my mom passed away when I was 14. Yeah. So I don't know if, if we got that on there or not. Um. I don't know. I would have asked her why, why she didn't tell me. And to be honest, I'm not a hundred percent that she knew. Um, 
you know, I shared I shared with you on our phone call last week that I believed that she knew, and I. But at that point, I believed that my dad knew I was out there also. And so a lot of my last 48 years was based on me thinking that he knew I was out here and never found me, which is part of the reason I never really reached out to find him because I was around, I was in the newspapers. I, I would have been pretty easily found, you know, through sports and this and that. And, um, and then so, Nikki so, told me that he didn't know, you know? So what, what did that mean to you? Um, it hit pretty hard. I didn't know what to expect. I mean, I didn't know what to, uh, I didn't know what to feel or think. It was just like, oh, I probably had a little chip on my shoulder towards him, and it probably put a chip on my shoulder about being the first of my line, also. Right. And, because and I didn't feel like there was any effort made to reach out for me. Right. So, so you grew up in kind of and and. And you correct me if this is, you know, too harsh of a wording, but you kind of grew up in a, with a lie. Um, it could, and not, not that somebody purposely lied to you, but you yeah. had, these, you had this, this story in your head, which we all do that dad didn't want me. He, he, if he knew I was out there, he would look for me. And, um, Just, and to some extent, yeah, to some extent, I, I wouldn't say I was vindictive about it or angry about it. I was just like, is what it is. Go forward. Right. So then all of a sudden Nikki tells you and you find out he had no clue. What does that what does that moment mean to you? That has let me get you on what my point is. That that has to be like this huge oh it wasn't what, it wasn't what I thought. Yeah. He really would have wanted me. And then to find out that he now I'm getting goosebumps, that he really would have he would have he would have loved to have known he had a boy and he would have loved to take you fishing and he would have loved to go out shooting. He would love to go to the Sile market and get that whiskey that you got for me and Kathy that was yeah. behind the counter that nobody else knows where it is, but you and me and my son was like so thrilled when he found out I knew where to get it because of you, he would have loved to share those moments with you and hike to the top of that mountain with you. That had to just, to me, I, I mean, I didn't have the most awesome relationship with my dad. If I found out something like this, it would just break. Oh, I'm getting choked up. I think it would break. It, it would, but um, a lot of things would make more sense um, and give me a, a better. A, 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 in some ways, you're really, really fortunate. Um, I mean, not only that you found your father, but that even though you had a rough going in the beginning, um, now you have this Nikki and your father had given you a fresh start. Um, we don't all get that. Some of us have to continue to live with that history. And, and you know what I mean? I'm not saying yeah. that history isn't still in your, in your life, but you kind of had this aha moment where you get to go, that wasn't my history. I mean, things that happened. Yes, they happened to me. You, know, you get what I'm saying, Chris, but yeah. all the things I built up, they have to wash away because they were untrue. And I found out what this really is. Other people don't have that option. And so you're there's, there's one thing that's kind of interesting to me. So my my grandmother ended up raising me, and my mom had a younger brother that was substantially younger. So he was still in the home when I was growing up, my uncle Corey. And so he's only six years older than me. So he it was like I grew up with a brother for the most part. I mean, we think of each other as brothers, uh-huh, but yet it wasn't. He was still my uncle, 
but we did all the things that brothers do. And then, um, and he never knew who his dad was either. So we kind of had some similarities growing up. And then a couple of years ago, he did an ancestry.com one and he connected with a bunch of his siblings. His father had just passed away huh. uh, just a few years ago, but he did, he has connected with uh, several of his siblings and they've gotten together and they speak regularly. He just went to Arizona for his uh, oldest brother's 70th surprise birthday party, those kind of things. So I got to kind of walk through that with him and it raised a lot of questions for me again. It brought him to the surface and as far as considering to do a DNA test and those kind of things, because I watched him connect with uh, with siblings and, and it really brought things up for me in my mind again. And um, I kind of knew Nikki was out there. Well, you know, it's kind of cool is DNA testing. I, I, I'm guessing, I think it was originally to help people figure out their, their health, you know, what, yeah. what family yeah. have like this, but it has, um, gosh, it's like a dream come true. I mean, it's like the secret <laughs> that, you know what I mean? You're in yeah. locked. You can't hide it, you know, in your DNA, you can't hide who you really are. People can make up stories and lie about it and all that stuff, but your DNA tells the truth. And in your guys's case, um, it really brought you together like this. Nikki, yeah. you didn't, when you were telling when you're going to get married and that the microphone, sometimes it comes in a little bit late. Can you tell me again? Sorry. Okay. Uh, it's all that hair. Yeah, it is. <laughs> September 2nd. Oh. So oh Friday after next. <laughs> oh my gosh. Chris, you're pretty excited. <laughs> I am. I it, it it took a lot of convincing from her for me to not be out there for it, but she didn't want it. She just wants little small things. Well, I, it's just my fiance and I. No, no, and it. My, I have a son who's getting married, and the you know they, the mouth they're spending on this, and it's like you go, you know what? Yes, man, I'd take the money and run. <laughs> Instead, yeah. we bought a project car. See. There you go. <laughs> you guys, thank you so much for, um, you know, sharing your story with us and uh, thank your family too, because that, you know, it kind of exposes stuff in your families too. But yeah. I mean, I, I think um, it's, uh, it's really, you know, it's one of those happy ending things where you go, or I guess it should be actually, it's a happy beginning. Yeah. It and is. It's nice and you're at 48, Chris, that you can still start over and you're just proven what I preach to people every day, man. It takes risk, don't you think, to live a, a good life? It just, you have to risk everything. And you guys did. Yeah, we did. It's it's so crazy that we lived 10 miles from each other for 25 years. And it took us being 3,000 miles apart to find each other. Yeah. Well, and, and Chris, you've lived how far from your father for how many years? Well, he was in Prineville for quite a while. I don't even know how long he was over there, but he grew up in Lebanon and I grew up in the mid Valley. So, so yeah, you, everybody's just like, so when you're walking down the street, you never know. Yeah. You know what I mean? You better be nice to people because that may be your brother or sister or your dad. or your. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You guys, thank you so much. And um, when you do, um, meet which is when is it that you're going to actually meet me then so you're getting yeah, yeah when <laughs> i'm not exactly sure on the dates yet i have a lot of animals so i need to find a pet sitter 
but at the end of September. Okay. When you guys do that, take, have somebody shoot some video and then shoot it my direction, Chris, because I want to put that on and just keep people updated on the story and what's going on. Okay. Yeah. Well, I was hoping she'd be out here right after the wedding. Cause you were going to be in Oregon too. I, I figured I was going to have you record it. No, see this way is way more fun this way. It's like, it's good. Um, but anyway, thanks you guys again for coming on and, um, yeah. I, I love the story. It's good stuff. Thanks for having us, Rick. I right. appreciate it. I'll see you guys later. All right. So that's what it's all about. Um, I tell you all the time, it takes work. Um, and and it, you got to be willing to take a risk and risk everything. Um, you know, your fears, you're scared. Um, oh, maybe I just don't want to do that because then you find the magic at the end of that. Um, and too many people... Um, just want to keep living the same way they always have. Um, if you don't have family that you and you know you have family out there, you do whatever you can to find them. I'm Rick Dancer. Thanks for joining us. Share this on your page. There may be other people out there with the same thing, <laughs> same thing going on. All right. See you later. We'll see you next time.